what is up everybody welcome to the next guy podcast weekend Let's go. yeah you are here because we are the sharpest minds in college and nfl gambling yes we are we are here to give you all the bets all the previews of all the good matchups college and nfl we'll do a little recap of what happened last weekend which if you are a regular listener you know that it was hot fire straight all weekend long um we yeah. only win that's it. That's all we did all weekend was win. Uh, Zach Durham, 1-0. Mason, 3-0. Myself, 7-2. Yeah. Also, mm. we hit the That's next guy good. up, Hurley, at plus 381. I mean, find a hotter podcast. You can't. I dare you. Um, so. That is a good week. Makes up for some of our very bad weekends we've had. We don't care about those. We're officially back, though. <laughs> Maybe. In the last week, we are incredible gamblers. It's true. The last two weeks, we uh, we've done we've been doing very yeah, we've well. Been, we've we're getting hot. You know, it just took a little time. You got to figure it out. I had to get we had to get data, and now we yeah, have yeah. it. We're sharp yep. and we're ready to dominate the rest of the oh, year. It's sharpened up, without a doubt. I do want to announce though that college basketball is in our lives now. So yes, sir. Uh, it's gonna be a nice little distraction. I love betting on college basketball. Maybe as much as I like betting on anything else. So, if you're listening, make basketball sure. is like the Wild West, man. Anything it is. Can happen. But what what I like to think about it is that there there could be a hundred games in a night, and Vegas yeah. can't have all those lines right. You know, it's, you you Tough can line. see it. It's a pretty soft market where you can see just a little bit of money start coming in, and lines move quickly. Like, like let's do let's do a quick recap of the first uh, the first half week in. Uh, in college basketball, nothing crazy happened, right? Yeah, nothing like all the, the, all, the, all the favorites won all their games by 35 points. It was pretty easy. Yeah, the fourth-ranked team in the country definitely didn't lose, right? That was wild. I mean, so the so Tennessee played that Michigan State team as like as like a little bit of a exhibition. exhibition. It was for charity, so it was fine. Tennessee won that game, but barely. I was not expecting what happened to happen. Uh Crazy. I mean, maybe they're really actually frauds, and they're just not good. Probably not, though. They're probably going to end up being. Can we talk about JMU coming out of nowhere? <laughs> they they join a power conference, the Sun Belt. They're not allowed, you know. They're not allowed to a bowl game in football because they're two year probation when you join, and they're they're like one of the best teams in college football as far as record goes. Wild stuff. Uh, two years in a row. Their college basketball team won this conference last year, wasn't allowed in the NCAA tournament, and now they've knocked off number four. Uh, yeah, they're, they're gaining power, I think. I think once they finally get eligible, it's going to be like, they're going to start taking over. You yeah. got to watch out. JMU. The fun belt, baby. Their athletic director needs a raise. <laughs> they're going to immediately. They're going to lose him quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's got every single sport rolling right now. Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> Imagine the baseball team's next. I mean, let's go. I don't know what's, what they got going on over there, but they got they got something special cooking up. We're the powerhouse of Virginia right now. That's <laughs> true. So <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely look out on Twitter. I can't promise like how much volume of bets I'll be giving out college basketball wise, but I will be giving some yeah. out uh, throughout the season. Uh, I know Mason likes to dive deep on the stats of college basketball as well. Um, it's but, true. When we get closer to – when we get some stats in there, I'm going to throw some out. It will be fun. 
I attended yeah. my first college basketball game of the year already this week too. I went to the Tennessee season opener against uh, Mason's alma mater, <laughs> Tennessee Tech. Put up a good fight. Wings up, baby. It, it ended up being a, a, a lopsided win. Vols are legit. Top 10 preseason. Uh, I'm just going to say it. Vols. I took uh, a little bit. This is a bonus for everybody out there, but there was a DraftKings was running a, uh, a little bonus this week, uh, a boost, and I took it for Tennessee to win the SEC uh, SEC outright in the regular season. So it was, I think, at plus 400 once it got boosted, something like that. So yeah, uh, they're favorites, I think. So uh, I feel pretty good about that one. The team is looking pretty feisty they have a transfer from north colorado that is lighting it up out there uh watch out for him forward, right like he can uh, handle but he's just good like to the basket guy uh, yeah i would call him more <laughs> yeah he's definitely like a shooting guard type okay. uh he is he's like a pure scorer pretty much gotcha. rick barnes who is who's famously pretty hard on players for stuff said his game is pretty much like his his offensive game is pretty much nba ready right now oh like he, shooting wise uh, and ability to drive the basket, was a really big addition to it. Of all team last year, that was very defense heavy, but offensively had some lulls. And so I, I think this team could do something special. I'll be honest. I see that every year, but mean it this year. <laughs> it does seem like they can score a lot. But we, years past, you count on UT teams to just get in a rock fight and hope for yeah. the best. But it seems like this team they could maybe score with anybody. I think it's gonna. It could be. It could be frisky. I think it could be a fun year. I'm. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, that I know is this is a little, basketball well, podcast, but sorry. no. But we know Real ball. Quick, That's fine. We know ball. Um, if anybody has done betting, you you might know where I'm about to like come from when it comes to accidentally. If you've ever done betting, words with Mason. <laughs> you didn't think you were gonna get that segment. If you've ever bet before in your life, sports betting, you may have accidentally double clicked. And then hit bed already on like a number. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do two dollars and fifty cents high roller. By the way, just throwing out that money <laughs> on a Creighton team total, and it was like over eighty-seven and a half. And I hit twenty-five done, and I bet twenty-five dollars right then and there. And I was like, shoot. Well, DraftKings, we're not sponsored by them or anything, so I'm gonna bash them until we're sponsored by them. But I try to cash out immediately, and it was like, nope, your cash out's going to be $22. So I lost $3 on my cash out. Should have just left it the way it was because they ended up throwing up 105 points against Florida A&M that scored 54 points. So it was 105 to 54. Just a oh, little Mason. side note on the You're a coward. I, we, we know some out there that meant to bet $10 to bet $100. i am not going to say who you are, but uh, I, I've been in, in that In case your wife before. doesn't know about that. Yeah, but uh, just throwing that out there of like, if anybody's ever had the tens, have you had that happen before? You accidentally like bet a thousand or something? A thousand? What do you think? What do you think my (laughs) unit size is out here? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I'm hundred (laughs) dollars. Yeah, go ahead. No, I've done it. It's not fun uh, because especially when the cash out, you're like, but you have to take it because you're just gonna be nervous the whole time. I'm pretty sure BetMGM, if you double click something, like it's so easier on one of those apps to like Caesars. accidentally do it. Caesars, Caesars is really easy to 
Yeah, like at least DraftKings, you have to go down to the bottom and hit like confirm and then ask you again, are you sure you want to place this? So like sometimes my brain, I just hit the double click and I'm like, dang it, what did I just do? But Caesars (laughs) is like, they know what they're doing because it's like super easy to accidentally do that. I'm sure it happens all the time, but just wanted to throw in a little side story. And like parlays and and player props, you're not getting a cash out. So make sure you're you're paying attention to your bets. I was surprised they offered you one for a team total over, to be honest. It's normally just straights, like either like a over under, like a normal line or a money line they'll offer. Yeah. Outs. That was so, I mean, I wish you would have just, just rolled with it, but it's not, right, my, I know. it's not my $25. I almost went and bet $25 after you cashed it out just to be a tool, but then I, it moved. Like I was talking about college basketball lines. They move fast. Like within the 10 minutes of us talking about it, it moved up a point and a half. I was like, oh, I'm not mm. – that's you can get you can lose just like that. So I'm I'm good. Yeah, tough. All right. So All right. well, I did the recap of our gambling record over the weekend, and Zach even hit his lean. Ole Miss minus three was push technically. Got the push, you know, we'll take it. That's that's a that's push. Why, a that's I was a lean. <laughs> I was nervous. I will say that I have not sweat out a game like Washington and USC in Ooh. a long time. Um, first half, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to come down to this last daggum possession. And I was, I was hardcore sweating it out. At this point, I'm on a little bit of a streak. My, my, uh, college football betting is, mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where I'm like, I can't mess up now. Cause I've got a streak going. So we're going to try and keep it going today. I yep. feel, I feel good about it. It was funny um, Saturday night. I was, we were texting and watching the game and everything. And Morgan was like, your phone is blowing up. I was like, yeah, Zach's stressed out about yeah, that. It was me. And she was like, I, she's like, isn't that what you do to them with your best? I'm like, yeah, no, that's why I don't, I'm not judging Zach at all. Cause I do this a lot. <laughs> just blow Yeah. Up. Usually yeah. all of, all of my other ones so far have been pretty easy hits. This was the first yeah. one that I was like, oh man, I, I was hoping it was going to be a blowout. It was not, you know, at the end it, 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 it all came out. Yeah. I said, I'm betting this cause I think USC's defense is awful. Turns out, was they fired their their head or their, their defensive coordinator over this game and because yep. of some past games whose last name is literally Grinch that's some wild <laughs> stuff from uh, USC I don't know how he's made it this far uh, with the defensive performances they've put up this season but I felt pretty good about that uh, pick and hit so all is well but I did have to sweat it out was it five or six text messages in a row that you sent because I it was more than that it was <laughs> a lot. Because <laughs> it was watching that game was in trying to root for Washington was just the most. It was hard because their defense was like water. It was like <laughs> Caleb Williams was just rolling through it like time. They couldn't stop him for anything, if not for a couple of well timed, uh, like one well timed turnover, and they finally got one stop at like the very end. They what had happened is they eventually resorted just wasting clock is what Washington ended up doing. They had like seven minutes left, and they were like, let's take our time with this. And they ran it down to like a minute and a half, and then all they did was talk them one time, and it was kind of done. But it turned out that USC's defense was just worse than Washington's bad defense, which turned which, out to be the difference maker. Which is saying yeah. something, because they were bad. Both quarterbacks are very good. I mean, Caleb yeah. Williams is it, – it's a bummer for him with, with the defense he has. Uh, because, I mean, he still had a great performance. 42 points will win a lot of football games. Yep. That one. Tough break for him. Tough break. 
Well, before we dive into Zach's got some trivia for us today, and so before we do, before we do that, and we finish up like a weekend recap, uh, the Tennessee Titans announced today or maybe yesterday, I can't remember now. Uh, officially, Will Levis will be the starter the rest of the year, so it is over for Tannehill. Get a good Hang stretch up. there. Uh, I just want to see how you guys feel. If we're happy, sad, you know, it's, it was a time for him to be done. Yeah, that Will Levis, uh, zero touchdown, one interception, four sacks, and a QBR of 34.5 really must have sold him during the Steelers. And we even had a chance at the end, multiple chances, pass interference on that going down the field marching. Had mm-hmm. multiple. I was like, oh, that was a horrible pass. He's not even wide open. Pass interference on Steelers. They got destroyed by penalties. Yep. And they just kept giving us chances, and Will Levis did not take advantage. I get it. He's a rookie. But I'm just like, I do have a fun stat for you. How many touchdowns, speaking of touchdowns, how many touchdowns? So Tannehill, we had the bye. Tannehill got hurt uh, against Baltimore overseas. So he's got two, one, two, three, four, five games he's played this season. How many touchdowns did he throw? Four. Tannehill? Tannehill. Three. He's thrown two touchdowns. <clears throat> How many interceptions bad. has he thrown? Six. Five. Six interceptions. Ow. So Will Levis has thrown, in his first game, he threw double the amount of touchdowns and no interceptions in that first game. So I get Pretty it. Good. But then we play the Steelers defense, and I was like, uh, An actual defense? That game. That game was also kind of meh. The whole thing was meh. So that's my reaction is a meh. There yeah. you go. I, I think he had to, you had to do it. I think Tannehill has looked very bad. And I get it. He's kind of come back from injury, and there's some some stuff there. But it's he's looked bad enough where it was like we needed to change. The injury gave us a nice excuse to try some other things out. The, the thing that's abundantly clear is that Malik Willis must just be terrible. <laughs> he's Which, so bad, dude. Now he's third on he he dropped all the way down to third. He didn't really get any kind of shot no. at proving himself. They they talked about playing both. Maybe it was just that Will Levis looked good enough to, to feel good about keeping him out there. Malik Willis, you have to wonder if he's gonna get a second chance, if he's gonna end up on another team somewhere, if he's gonna get a shot at like at least competing for a starting job. No, uh, but it just seems like he's kind of bad. He's a practice squad guy. Um, Which is a bummer. Wasted draft picks everywhere. Yeah. No, Are we surprised it's the Titans? That's true, Mason. Thank you. All right. Well, I just wanted to see how we felt about the changing of the guard. But pretty quickly, I think a lot of Tennessee fans that were skeptical, as soon as he threw the four touchdowns, it was like – I think it was how bad that Tannehill looked. It made everyone a little bit more receptive to anything positive. Yeah. The quarterback play had been so, like, mid the entire year that as soon as we saw, like, what looked like a real quarterback play, it was like, holy cow, he is the savior. Even if he's probably going to be very mediocre the rest of the year because he's a rookie. And, I mean, at the end of the day, he's not C.J. Stroud. He's not, he's not going to come out and win rookie of the year or whatever. Which Cedar Stroud's probably going to win, but he um, he looked like a serviceable quarterback, which at this point was a welcome to what we had seen so far. 
All right. Well, that's what I'll say. That's all. I'm sure we'll have a lot of Titans talk next week. They play a team somewhere in Florida. So we'll see what happens. Mm, the uh, Dolphins? Uh, the other one. Bucks? Yes. Uh, you, play, you, play them, <laughs> you play them this week. Um, all right. Zach's trivia time. Ooh, trivia time. Okay, so this actually is, is a timely. Um, I was having a conversation with someone, and we were talking about how it seemed like the Titans just were always kind of that in that middle of the road. I mean, that was kind of Jeff Fisher's thing where he was like, nah, eight wins, you know, barely make that wild card spot type of football being played in. Um, I was trying to think and think about where the Titans land and the landscape of all teams. If you were to like talk about their last little bit. So what I did is I found um, some stats, which are teams, uh, record total record since the year 2000, which just happens to be when the Titans kind of moved to Nashville and became a team. So I was that was kind of why I picked that time frame. Okay. So it gives their total win percentage in that time frame. So from, from of every NFL team. Yep. Uh, from 2000 to 2023. So let's start at the top. I, I, I want you guys just to guess and see if you can how far we can get on this list and. We should talk about it a little bit. I think it'll be interesting. All right, let's get it. So who do you think is number one, the best winning percentage since 2000? Patriots. Pretty yeah, easy. Patriots, yeah. yeah. About 70% win percentage. Uh, obviously, I have six Super Bowls in that time. Mm. They've made 18 out of 23 playoffs since then. So, pretty good. Okay, who's next? This one's going to be interesting, actually. Um, it gets pretty weird after that. I'm going to go with the Steelers. It is the Steelers. Steelers. It is the Steelers. About 64% win percentage. Always 14 playoff appearances and two Super Bowls. Okay, next. Um, Let's go Colts is my guess. Colts are number six. I was going to say 49. 49.5%. 49ers are not close. Yeah, to the top. They had some bad years. Uh, what about the right. Eagles? Let me get them Eagles. Eagles are number five. Okay. That's 59%. Packers. There's a lot of teams around that. Packers. Packers number three. You got yep. Brett Favre and Rodgers. Dang. They are 62%. Yep. There's one more team in that top five. Hmm. Um, let's go. Uh, it's going to be the, no, I don't know. The Broncos. Broncos actually number eleven. No, Dang it, fifty-three um, percent. Golly, uh, let's see. Let me take a stab at it. I'm gonna have, go. Huh? You have one through six except for number four. Mm, golly, I'm trying to think. I have no idea. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens shoot, I uh, right at about sixty percent as well. That's yeah, two titles in that in that era. Um. 14 playoff appearances. Um, so a couple, so let's, well, before we start doing some trends, let's talk about all around at the top 10 for you. New Orleans Saints, number seven, Seattle Seahawks, number eight. Chiefs are number nine, which is kind of wild considering the last couple of years, but yep. it's the whole, the whole 23 year segment. And then number 10 is the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the bottom now. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns is last. Correct. 34%. Only two playoffs made, only one playoff win. Next. 
I'm going to go Texans. Only New one York. team has zero playoff wins since the year 2000. That would be the Lions. It would be the Lions. Lions. Zero playoff wins. Number 30. If, if you listen to the pod per, uh, before the season even started, I had that stat out. It was the Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Next. So the Texans weren't in a team until 2007. It's the win percentage, though. It's okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Shoot. Probably well, Dolphins. If it was, Dolphins were bad there for a while. Dolphins are bad for number 16, time. actually. Oh, I was very wrong. Number uh, 30? Probably the 10? Jags. The Jags? They are the Jags. The Jags. Yeah. 38%. Four playoff appearances, four playoff wins. That's actually a pretty mm. good uh, comparison. Yeah, there. it's just like when we get when we get in the playoffs, we win, but then it's like 10 years in between. Okay, so where do you think the Titans land? That was where this conversation started, kind of. I would have guessed 16. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're number 13. 13? 51%. Almost exactly half their games. Can I guess 50%? The New York yeah. Giants, when Eli Manning went like 50% in his whole They're <laughs> actually career. 47%. Oh, uh, exactly 50 is of- the Los Angeles Chargers, which used to be the San Diego Chargers. But. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple of quick observations other than that, and then we'll be done here. But um, the playoff game wins. It is astounding. The Patriots have 30 playoff wins. The next highest is 16. Shoo-wee. Double yep. almost the next. Um, so one more interesting stat for you. Um, if you look at this list and talk about their win percentage compared to titles, it is c- kind of crazy. Um, the top nine teams on this win percentage list have all won Super Bowls, and then everyone else has won very few. So between the top nine are almost all the Super Bowls. Number 10, Dallas Cowboys has not won, but the number 11, Broncos has won. And then the only other Super Bowls on the whole list other than that top 11 are the Giants have two, which one was, some of them were kind of fluky there, but um, the Rams have one and the Buccaneers have two. Uh, And that's pretty much it. Hmm. Uh, So it was, when when I was looking at it, it was kind of crazy how, consistently the teams with the most wins over time also have all the Super Bowls pretty much. Some interesting stats there for you. The good teams stay good for a long time. It's like they do. They get good management and they don't let things fall apart. It's crazy. It's wild. Isn't that wild how that works out? (laughs) Just like Bark's Root Beer since 1898 has been serving the best root beer in America. Shout out. That is crazy. Shout out. Free Pub? I'm not sponsored. Free Pub. I just... I'm enjoying one over here. We might be sponsored here soon. Just a sneak peek. I realized that I kept drinking this can on on camera, and I was like, well, I should probably say what that is. So um, that is... Zach's trivia, uh, baby. Zach's trivia. Yeah, interesting stuff. Oh, let me give you a jingle. The Jaguars, they they can claw their way back, you know? Yeah, no, we had a bad. We've had some bad stretches here, guys. We had Mike Warnke and Gus Bradley as head coaches on purpose for multiple years. All it, right? all it takes is a couple players, and all of a sudden it turns around. You, we see what happened to the the Chiefs, who were only nine ninth ranked. You know, they they become a little bit of a dynasty in their own right right now. And I saw um, the Giants took a couple years, a couple big yeah. runs, and they made it. You know, we're we're a season and a half 
of having Doug Peterson, and we're sixteen and six, and we have two playoff wins. So, or one playoff win and division title. So, uh, I like my chances with Dougie P. Um, all right, let's hit the weekend recap. We were doing some of it, talking about Washington and USC. That was a very fun game. Uh, right. If you're just a college uh, football fan, you didn't have a yeah. bet on it one way or the other. It was just fun to watch. The it was fun. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a movement in the playoff ranking, which is kind of to be expected. It wasn't really, like Oklahoma losing was the only upset, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um I was very surprised that we didn't see Georgia pop back up to number one after their win over Missouri. Yeah. I really thought, cause I really thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. And other than that, there weren't a lot of surprises. Ole Miss very nearly got, uh, got, <laughs> got handed a loss by a and M team. That is not very good. Uh, that very, that should have happened. Probably it was a little bit of, uh, they kind of gave the game away. There. Yeah, it was, but, they live to live. They live to play Georgia another day. Fight guess, for their life another game. I guess LSU's quarterback got a concussion towards the end of the game, so maybe that it kind of made it look a little worse than it probably was because it was a pretty competitive game to start. They were they're trading uh-huh. punches. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was a fun game. It was a bummer. It was it was a pretty bad hit, and Jane Daniels is out, which you hope he comes back because I mean he's been playing very very well even kind of similar to Caleb Williams and Penix Jr. is we, we see this trend of like elite quarterbacks playing for mediocre defense, defensive teams that just keep yeah. putting them in jeopardy, but it makes their stats incredible because they have to score a jillion points in order to win. So yeah, his stats are off the charts. I mean, they're, he would be more of a Heisman favorite if they could stop anybody and they have a couple more wins because his stats are up there with Caleb Williams and Penix Jr. So it does stink for him. I've enjoyed watching him play this year. He's been fun to watch. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. Dicing it up down there in LSU. And then I did want to say that I think we talked about it a little bit in text, but the Big 12 has to be like outside looking in at this point. Oklahoma is not – I think even if Texas beats them in the Big 12 championship game, it's not a good win anymore. And Oklahoma State has turned it on, and they might just say, hey, guess what? We're not going to let – Oklahoma or Texas win our conference and then leave. Like, sorry, not going to let it happen. Yeah, Oklahoma State could very well end up in that Big 12 championship at this point, which is pretty hilarious. That's not a team I think Texas wants to see. Just the style of play they have, it's not like Texas wants to spread you out and play, you know, spread offense and high high scoring. And Oklahoma State's like, nah, we're just going to make it really, really gross physical game. So I don't know. I I I, I don't see because I I know you sent that text about Texas. That guy talking about Texas getting in over Alabama. And it's just like I don't know. I don't see how a one win or a one loss Texas gets in. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and it was Reese Davis. Actually, he was claiming pretty boldly that he thought Texas had all but punched their ticket into the playoffs already with that with Oklahoma losing. Uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand that because the playoff rankings come out and Oregon is clearly ranked ahead of Texas. So to me, if Oregon doesn't lose, I don't see how a Texas team could jump them at this point. I know that they have a better win over Alabama, but I think that still doesn't outweigh what Oregon has done. And especially if Oregon can go back and beat Washington, who's number five right now, 
I don't see a way that a, a one loss Oregon doesn't get in if the opportunity's there. If they beat Washington, it went out. That's my take. But I think there is an interesting conversation to be had. I think it's becoming increasingly likely that we have three or four elite one loss teams when it's all said and done in a max of three undefeated teams at this point. Like, I think you might have an undefeated Georgia, an undefeated Florida State, an undefeated um, Ohio State or Michigan, potentially, unless Penn State can do something miraculous this weekend, which would be hilarious. Um, And no one get in. But I think there is a potential for three undefeated teams and there only being one spot left over for a one-loss conference champion. And we could have a couple of them. Like, you could have Oregon and a Texas and... I mean, potentially, if Alabama wins, beats Georgia, presumably, SC championship game, that could be very interesting as well. So, I think that's kind of our look where we're looking at is those one loss resumes because I think it's going to come down to it when it's all said and done. Undefeated and you're in, but there's going to be a lot of good one loss teams with some good resumes that can make an argument, I think. Yep. Further pushing the 12 man playoff that we'll be getting next year, right? Very fun. Yeah, next year. But our uh, our fourteen playoff prediction still looks strong right now. Still so. looking strong. We just you know seems like good. Michigan to block out all the distractions, keep stealing signs, getting shut down by the incident of players. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't need that happening. <laughs> um, it was right. entertaining. Not a lot of there were some upsets that were cooking that never that didn't materialize they didn't all the way out. Yeah. Uh, but boy, there were some teams on the ropes. Texas was very much so on the ropes. You took well, that bet, didn't you? Your top four. Oh, I tens. Tens. Yeah. Yeah. Tens. Uh, sixteen. The payout one fifty three. So mm, sounds I'm like riding. a winner to me. My Let's cash go. out went up. My cash out's eighteen dollars. I can make two dollars right now. Make a profit, baby. Dang. Profits, profit. Uh, speaking of profit, let's. Let's switch over to the most profitable business in America. That'd be the NFL. Uh, <laughs> Mason, dare I say that the Bengals are back, baby? Uh oh. I may, I may have sent a text about them winning their division. They're at plus two seventy. Uh, haven't decided if I'm going to give it out as an official play or not. Uh, might be hitting Twitter by this time tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I think healthy Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase to get banged up a little bit in this game, but you can see, like when Jamar when uh when Joe Burrow's healthy with a decent offensive line in front of him, you see the team that went to the Super Bowl. Like they're explosive all over the field. Their defense has got playmakers on all three levels. They're a very well-rounded team with a top three quarterback. So I love this Bengals team. I think the Ravens. There's a lot of a lot of inflated numbers in a lot of their stats. Their defense is playing great, but if you look like deep da- dive into Lamar's numbers, they're not that great, and they're getting a lot of turnover luck and a lot of like easy short fields, and they've had very good matchups the last few weeks. And so I think the Ravens could come down to earth. Bengals plus 270 is pretty good value for a team that's, that could go on a run right here. I got two things. Sneak peek about the Ravens' defense, by the way, for later in the episode. Keep you around a little bit longer to see what I'm talking about. And then you're sounding like Dave Portnoy right now. Did you know what bet he placed? Tens? $67,000. On the Bengals to do what? To win the Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. 
for a million dollar payout. I thought that was wild. Of course, the guy is a millionaire, so $67,000 is like pennies to him, but you sound like Dave Portnoy over here. Did you also play $67,000 bet on them to win the Super Bowl? No, I had a free $5 bet I put on them, though. Oh. Um, <laughs> that money, baby. Throwing that well, out there. So the first year gambling was legal in Tennessee was the year they went on their Super Bowl run. And I, I took them in the middle of the year to win their division. I, just, I liked what I saw. So I've always had like a – like I respect the Bengals. I like them. I think they're good. Um so I have no issues rooting for them as far as betting-wise goes. Now, if they were to play the Jags in the playoffs, I don't care. I hope they fall off a cliff, um, all of them. So I don't know, plus 270. That's I don't know. I just think they're back. I think they embarrassed the Buffalo Bills, who I think are not going to make the playoffs um, at this rate. It is minus 110 either way for them to make it or to not make it. Mm, that's and big for you, Tins. It would be you've been, on the, you've been on the anti-Josh Allen train the entire season. I have this summer. Like you look pretty make, smart right now. If if they don't make the playoffs, I'm gonna have to send Morgan the intern uh back in time to all the episodes to make a super cut of all of my <laughs> Josh Allen slander. There's a lot of you it. had a lot of it. There's a lot and, of it. If, yeah. And if she makes a video while she's playing you just trashing them, go ahead and get like text messages of our group text and throw them up there it's as a lot well on the screen because you, uh, what is it? Bills, that's a text L- or something. LOL uh, Bills, that's a text. Anytime they have a turnover or a touchdown against them, because they're always in prime time, I'll just send Bills, LOL, that's the text. But if Josh Allen throws a pick, I just say Josh Allen. LOL. That's the text. I don't <laughs> say anything else. It's We know what I'm trying to say. He's so overrated, and I love it. I do. I love it. Um, speaking no, of- real quick, hold on. So Carson Wentz got signed with the, the Ram. uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. I saw a side-by-side. They were drafted within a year of each other. Side-by-side of their statistics, it is wild. I don't have it in front of me, but Carson Wentz, someone that did wasn't even on a team, Yep, he was had almost the exact same statistic, like almost identical, like passer rating, completion, everything, touchdowns, interceptions. It was wild, and he was an on team. I almost feel like the Josh Allen brand hyped him up so much that he's yep. untouchable. And then Carson Wentz over here, not the flashiest, not the most like it's not not the Josh Allen flair. It did not have rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. I will say that just passing. So Josh Allen did have. A little bit of leverage on that, I will say, but it's just wild. I think there's a Josh Allen like market, like people are selling, like those fans love him as a person, love his style, and so he's been sticking around, and everybody hypes him up. Where Carson Wentz didn't have a job until now, and he's a backup quarterback, and he had almost the same statistics. It's insane. Yeah, no, it's just the fact that he plays for the Bills, America's fake team of. Oh, everyone loves the Bills. They're so great. Their fans are awesome. They body slam picnic tables and eat buffalo wings like, no one cares i don't care about the buffalo bills fans i think they're dumb they call themselves mm. bills mafia they're they're idiots uh the mm. last time they got to go to the playoff or the first time they got to go in the playoffs in like 13 years in 2017 the jags beat their butts with blake bortles how embarrassing so no bills you're not making the playoffs have fun sitting at home watching this year josh you can actually go to the pro bowl 
You can't have the excuse of, oh, I was in the playoffs. I'm skipping the Pro Bowl. So good for you, Josh. I would like to have a tally of back-to-back weeks. So zero layoffs, by the way, still, and we've not missed an episode. However, back-to-back weeks of trashing an entire fan base, Mason, myself, destroyed the Steelers fan base of their behavior at the game. It didn't go well for us, Mason. Yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, they okay. ended poorly, let's be honest. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. And then Tinsley <laughs> destroying and trashing the Bills fans. So if there's anybody up there in Buffalo or Pittsburgh listening to us, just look this part. Just skip through, and then nah, you'll, be, you'll be fine. Come find me on Twitter. Um, listen, okay, you. thinking back now, I think Mason gave the Steelers bulletin board material last week. Oh, no. Bulletin board? What does that mean? You called out it the means- whole fan base. You gave them and their whole fan base bulletin board material. They were like, let's do oh. this to show Mason from Next Up Podcast wrong. Let's win this game. I think you you caused the Titans loss this week. How's that I did How do you feel about that, that? But you're welcome, Steelers Nation. <clears throat> you're welcome. Hmm. I did that. You have anything to say? Official well, statement? You want to apologize? Yeah. Uh, to the Titan Up Nation. Tighten up. <laughs> I apologize, Will Nation, but I still, I still, uh, I stand by my stance. So hmm. you should have hey. been at that game. You would have been taking a nap sitting next to me. I just, <laughs> I just, am, I'm glad we started this podcast when we did. I so we can have video and audio documentation of Mason's Titan fandom right now because it's he's going through it. I know how much he hates Will Levis. I know the things he said when they're about to draft him. Like I saw the terror on the face. Listen, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this up for, on the pod. I think Mason's fandom for the Titans is in trouble right now. Why are we attacking me right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's trouble. Do anything. I think it's in trouble. It's okay, Mason. Right? How do you respond to that? No comment. His Titan <laughs> fandom oh, is, no. is on the hot seat, oh, baby. No, Mason. And I already have well, no comments at that. And I have well, this half isn't even all you had to family. say is I have never been a more devout Titans fan. I'm a Titans fan for life. That's all you had to say. But he didn't. He said no comment. Listen, because I we're trying to stick to the document. We're oh, off topic. Oh no, here. Mason, this is not good. Do you know who I have outlined. to blame for this? The Titans front office. Mason, if you switch to Jags, then we're two thirds Jags fan on this pod. We cannot we have, can't that. have that. You're right. Oh, we can have it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We can't. We <laughs> would never survive. <laughs> It's just tough, you know. Oh, Mason, you what have you done? When you waste it, we just talked about it. We don't need to talk about this anymore. We're just, <laughs> well, maybe let's, let's truck along. We have so much to talk about. Okay, listen, maybe let's he'll switch along. to the Go Vikings. Forward. This is our last recap item. Uh, maybe he'll switch to a Vikings fan because you guys look kind of smart now. They, not That's only hilarious. are they in the seventh seed right now in the NFC for a playoff spot, you guys have Super Bowl futures on them. And Josh Dobbs plays there. So maybe Mason can switch to being a Vikings fan. And reason 238 why I am having trouble with the Titans right now, Tinsley knows this. Probably over 100 times I was preaching, let's keep Josh Dobbs. He was literally in the locker room for four days, and he got us a win. He was in the locker room for four days, and he won us a game. Mm. And we have Tannehill and... Wait a minute. Did he not? Do we need to go back and check my stats? No, you guys lost your last seven games. Yeah, I'm not sure he looks great. Uh, I will say that. On the he, Titans? Okay, yeah. he was way cheaper than Tannehill. He's probably looked better than Tannehill. He we started, almost won that game against the Jags. You're right. 
Yeah. He's looked better than I said. Trade away Tannehill. Now he's worth nothing. He's worth the freaking popcorn in my couch right now, and oh, we can't no, trade Mason. him away and get nothing. <laughs> Why do you Why have so much popcorn, popcorn in your couch? <laughs> I'm a messy. I'm a messy popcorn eater. Okay, but listen. <laughs> We could have kept Josh Jobs. He's over here getting wins, by the way. I was actually going to talk about this. Was that a good transition or what? Because I was going to talk about Josh Jobs practicing his snap with the center that he's never taken a snap from on the sideline before the game happened. They're also down. He led like a 70-something yard drive to win the game. And then we got Malik Willis out here. He would have been a better option as quarterback number two than Malik Willis. I'm not saying don't draft – Will Levis, Will Mason. Hey Mason, what do you call it? What do you call it whenever a player gets injured and then the player behind them is ready to go in the game and comes in prepared and ready to win and then does so? What do you? What would? What might you call that kind of mentality? You're about to say Will Levis, aren't you? No, no. What are we? Oh, the next guy up. You might call him the next guy up. (laughs) Josh Dobbs embodies that spirit. He does. Josh, stop right. taking, taking the Vikings to the Super Bowl. I've got a 59-cent future to win about $39 on the Vikings when they were at their lowest point. And maybe we're cashing that out. I feel it. I can feel it. Going to the Super Bowl, led by Josh Jobs. <laughs> the next guy up. What, what a story. story. He's taking us to the moon, baby. <laughs> Get it? Not the actual moon. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> he's also an astronaut, so he's taking us to the moon. <laughs> okay. okay, we're uh, we're oh, struggling. Okay. Oh no, we're we're, messing our, we're having a mess around Monday on a Friday. Let's um, get in. All right, here we go. We <laughs> weekend matchups. What do we Let's like, go, Zach? Kick us off because it's going to be Saturday for your matchup because you are the king of college. All right, my matchup, king of college. I I have not done this in a while. Um, I I made it. I made a a conscientious decision to say, let's not talk about Tennessee too much in the segment. Uh, but I think that Tennessee, Missouri is genuinely the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. Uh, there is a one and a half point spread. Actually, Tennessee is favored on the road, which is saying something because mm. Tennessee is terrible on the road. They picked up a big win against Kentucky. Missouri looked very good throughout the most of the season. They've taken, they took another loss last week to a Georgia team who most believe are going to be a playoff team. I will say, Still not exactly sure how good Missouri is. They lost um, their best wide receiver, who has been putting up crazy numbers this year, Luther Burden, against the Georgia. Against the Georgia, so there's a couple questions there, but I think it's going to be a very, very good matchup. I think it's going to come down to it. To be honest with you, I think it's going to come down to can Missouri stop Tennessee's run game, and then can Tennessee stop uh, Missouri's pass game? And uh, Missouri's offense would actually look pretty good this year. Missouri seems to be a pretty balanced team, so I think it's there. There, it's going to be a fun matchup. So that's that's my first one. Um, I I'm shoehorning one more in here. I think the second interesting matchup of the week. There's actually a couple big ones. I'm not going to mention Penn State Michigan because uh, I'm taking a stance on not talking about Michigan. So here we are. Not really. I just don't think it's a very interesting matchup. I think Michigan's going to win pretty easily because Penn State's not that good. Um, it's Ole Miss Georgia. Ole Miss-Georgia is a big matchup this weekend. Um, top 10 playoff ranking matchup. I think Ole Miss, there is, a, there is almost a 0% chance they win this game because I think Georgia is much better on almost every uh, part of the game. 
but it does have some pretty big playoff implications. It has, uh, if Ole Miss can pull off an upset, that's going to throw everything off. Um, and if Ole Miss can pull up the upset, it is going to open up the uh, SEC East competition significantly. Uh, honestly, making that UT Missouri game very important as far as SEC East implications. So, uh, some pretty interesting games SEC going on. There are some big games elsewhere as well. Like I said, I know Penn State Michigan is a is a huge matchup. Uh, Michigan's literal first test of the entire season so far. Like Just the first team with the pulse they've played. So, first team they've played that's probably in the top forty, and it's November. Correct. <laughs> yeah, like it's it is laughable at Michigan's schedule. Yeah, uh, up to this point, and honestly, it makes it to where you just have no idea what they're how good they are. I I still have no clue. Um, sorry, I'm not talking about three games in my one my best matchup. I apologize, but uh, there there it is. College football preview. Yeah, we got a bunch of college games. We got you got to hit all three. It's getting to that time of season where you got some huge games coming up that that yeah. affect the playoffs a lot. So. And, you know, they're probably in all three different time slates because that's how college football works. They like to do that. So it's good. You got to, it's, it's like three separate days in one. College football right. is a grind from 11 in the morning to one in the morning. Yeah. If you're watching Pac 12, it's, <laughs> boy, you can get late. And then if you're, you know, you're trying to catch up on units, uh, Hawaii is always there for you at the end of the night, <laughs> off 1 a.m. Yeah. All right, I was going to talk about how this might be the worst weekend of primetime games we've ever had in the NFL. Here we go. We're starting off Thursday night football, Bears versus Panthers for the battle of the first overall draft pick, except for the fact the Bears have the Panthers draft pick, so who cares? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then we have the Colts and Patriots standalone game in Germany. At mm. eight in the morning, then and this game makes me mad. <clears throat> Jets Raiders Sunday night football. They're trying to get it flexed with my actual matchup of the weekend, but Fox had one protection game that they could use for the whole season. They used it on the game I'm about to say is my favorite matchup of the weekend. And then Monday night football Broncos Bills again with the Bills on prime time. Why do we keep doing this? They're terrible. Wait. Uh, pretty awful. So that, now, granted, it's really not a good weekend in general in the NFL. There are some gross matchups. Um, so I went with two teams that are uh, leading their divisions, winning records, um, you know, both coming off a bye, very talented team. So I got the Jaguars versus the 49ers in Jacksonville, a battle of, you know, somebody's Super Bowl prediction from season preview. Hmm. So who was that? Uh, this guy, smart guy right here. <laughs> hey, I mean the Jags are six and two. The 49ers are five and some. Are they five? Have they only won five games? I'm yes, right yes, now. because they know. they just went on by and they lost three in a row. So yeah, they looked very sure good early. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean five and three. Five and three, so still alive right there. What's the spread, Ten? Do you know it off of uh, memory? Because Forty Niners minus three. I would be lying mm. if I didn't say I was, was not nervous about this game. Forty um, Niners very good, and they're coming off three game losing streak. I don't appreciate that happening. I wish they would have won a game right before the bye. I don't see them losing four games in a row, but I'm not going to bet against the Jags. 
But imagine I'm, how many players only meetings they had in that bye week. Imagine. And they traded for Chase Young. So yep. I might help. I might help a little bit. Could be. So that is my matchup <laughs> of the weekend. We already talked about mine, uh, the Super Bowl winning Vikings a little bit, but they play against the Saints this week. Mm-hmm. They both are five and four. And the Lions don't look now, but the lead of the division, they are playing against the Chargers, which that could be a loss for them. So we'll stay tuned for the Vikings have gotten more coverage on this podcast than any other podcast <laughs> in the nation. But uh, hey, that's all I'm going to say about that. They're only a game and a half back from the division, and they still have the Lions two times. That's true. It's yeah. Wide open. It's Don't wide look open. now. It's wide things, open. Things could get crazy. All right. It's don't, don't give me hope. I might end up dropping like a huge bag on the Vikings to win. Let's the, drop no bags on Vikings. Not not the Super Bowl, but to win to the division. That's looking pretty tempting like right plus now. Plus eight hundred. I think last time I checked. You're saying there's still maybe a not a bag, but maybe a half a bag. When maybe is Justin Jefferson coming back? Next maybe week. He's bag. designated for, for sure next week. Okay, he's he's not practicing this, some this week. week. So that's he'll big, be playing that's next week, piece. two weeks from now. That's thank you. That is a big piece. It's a big that's deal. It. All right, maybe a Ziploc bag, not a whole okay. bag. <laughs> okay, maybe we can do that. Two dollars fifty cents accidentally turns into twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's my matchup just wanted to throw i'm not breaking things down on that one but just wanted to that's my matchup so okay all right let's best knock bet time that's baby um a little bit i can't talk you want me to knock knock mine out since mine's not my parlay leg yeah do it yeah mine i also have a not parlay leg so i'll Ooh, do all right so let's me do, and mason and then zach you me and then we'll do zach for the parlay and then we got our legs for parlay. Okay. beautiful beautiful all right i'm going with and this so plug your nose just trust me on this all right Bengals texans under 40 48 points i think jamar chase could miss the game you are seeing t- the, the Bengals kind of catching fire here lately. You just saw the Houston Texans light up the the Buccaneers, and you're saying to yourself, how on earth are you going to take an under in that game? Well, here's the thing. I think the Bengals have an all-around good defense. They're going to be – their defensive coordinator should have already had a head coaching job by now, but he likes staying in Cincinnati. Uh, he's going to have a game plan for uh, C.J. Stroud, and I get it. C.J. Stroud's probably the – He's performed the best of the rookie quarterbacks. He just threw for 470 yards and like four touchdowns. But it was a situation where the Bucs were not going to let them run. He had to pass. It was a back-and-forth game. Let's not forget, he had just scored 13 points and threw for like 140-something yards against the Panthers the week before. Um, 48 points is a lot in the NFL. Uh, If you just blindly took unders every single week, you're up quite a bit of units this year so i'm going to roll with the under especially if jamar chase is not going to play i think you need to hop on the line now because if he gets announced out he's worth two points as far as the spread goes you'll see it drop some Mm, like that bet speaking of unders i also have an under for you guys for my best bet no one likes betting unders i get it they're not I fun. Get, yeah, they're not fun. You're rooting for a boring game or defense. I get it. 
Uh, however, the Raiden, Ravens, ugh, words with Mason. The Ravens are 12 and 2 on the under in the last 14 games. The Ravens have also held three teams to under 10 points this season. It's pretty good. Pretty good. The Browns aren't any better. They have gone under in 10 of the last 15 games. Give me the under. It's a low number. I get it. But 38. Under 38. Guys, also, I have a lean I want to give to everybody. Ooh, let's hear the lean. Do you want to just call this your best bet? No, I don't. Your best lean. I'm only giving out one official (laughs) bet a week. That's my new policy. Uh, But I can give it a lean. I bet I like, but I don't like enough to give to people. But I like it. So here it is. Um, And you're going to know why as soon as I say it. Maybe the worst matchup of the week in college football. Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Mm. Uh, here's my lean, everybody. Uh, Vanderbilt plus 14. And I'll tell you why, in the words of Mason. Thank you. South Carolina is tanking hard. In, in a college football world, that it doesn't make any sense to tank. You don't get anything out of tanking. But boy, they are tanking. They looked terrible last week against a garbage... Was it Jacksonville State? Is that who they were playing? I think it was... Yes, it was Jacksonville State. And they darn near lost that game. And Shane Beamer was in the locker room after talking about how it was a big win for the team. They were celebrating like they won something huge. I was like, this is bad. We're going downhill quick. Here's my take. This is actual, this is Vanderbilt's actual Super Bowl of the season. I know that, uh, that was, that joke was made about Tennessee, South Carolina. This is, this is Vanderbilt's actual Super Bowl. This is their last chance to look like a decent football team this season. And I think they're going to do it. I think there's no way they let, they they go to South Carolina. South Carolina does not care about this game. Those fans are done. No done. one will attend this football game because no one cares and no one wants to watch this football game happen. Home field advantage will be nothing. I think Vanderbilt covers. the four, 14 points is a lot of points in a game that they're not going to score very much, I don't think. And I just I can't imagine South Carolina being almost even sort of interested in playing this game. Vanderbilt's going to come in wanting to make a statement. I think they do. They cover the 14-point spread. It's a lean, everybody. It's a lean, because everybody. I, I will never encourage you to vote to, to bet on Vanderbilt ever again after we did earlier this season. It was a terrible experience. But I'm leaning it. <laughs> okay. Good lean, good lean, Zach. That's good my lean. lean, guys. Okay. Who wants to go first on the parlay? Zach, why don't you go back-to-back? Back. Give us your parlay. All right, back-to-back, back, baby. This is my real bet. Yeah. Um, here we are. I am taking Alabama minus 11. That's how you know I'm betting with my head and not my heart um, because I do not like betting for Alabama, but they're playing <laughs> Kentucky this weekend. I think at this point, Alabama is looking at their schedule and saying, we have a legitimate shot. I mean, I think at this point, it's likely that they're going to play Georgia and SEC Championship for a potential to for a playoff spot, I think, really. Yeah. I think Alabama has played their way this season into a shot at a playoff spot if they can win, if they can beat Georgia in Atlanta. And so at this point, Alabama's ultra focused. There is there is a zero percent chance they lose this football game. They are a much better team. They will show it. Kentucky has a lot of flaws. They're a running team that they've they've made it pretty clear that they like to run the football. That's kind of the essence of their offense. Bama is not going to allow that to happen. Um, they have gotten beat by Georgia, stomped them pretty good. Missouri stomped them pretty good. Tennessee beat them by six. I think they're in Kentucky. I think there's no way that. Alabama does not win by less than 11 here. I think at this point, 
Nick Saban has to be putting on a show for the playoff committee saying we're a legit team. Look at our look at our last couple of games. Look at our schedule since the Texas game. We have looked like a playoff team. I think they're at the time of the season where they know they're going to be fighting for that. If they if they win out, they're going to be fighting with Texas and Oregon for that one lost spot potentially. And I think they know that their resume is important and they're going to try and bolster as much as they can by putting on a show in Kentucky. So that's what I got. And Jalen Milrose looked like a very good quarterback. Good, good bet, Zach. Okay. So I think it got under, like, it kind of went swept under the rug a little bit of the fact that we crushed that parlay. We did not go into details. Zach's was a little bit of a sweat. Tinsley's was a complete blowout. He can talk about that in a minute. And then mine was Kincaid. I went with a player prop. I went full research. It took Zach on a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. scary. Kincaid limped off the field a little bit. He's all worried. I was like, it's fine. It cashed in the third quarter. It did. I do extensive research, everybody. We all do. We take this very seriously. And I'm going to go another player prop. I just feel like this is my mojo right now. I'm feeling really good about it. Some of them aren't available right now, but this one I could not pass on. It's a juice box for sure. It's juiced, but it's in a parlay, so it's fine. It's it's fine. It's, it's good. That's what the parlay is for. Terry McLaurin, for the uh, wide receiver for the Washington Commanders, over four and a half receptions at minus 160. He has hit this mark seven of the last nine games a season. Uh, let me go ahead and break down some of his like targets and his stats for you, like for each game. So he had last game eight targets, five receptions. He had one, 12 targets. He had nine targets, 11 targets, uh, five, four for five. That was one of the games he didn't hit. He had 10 targets, eight receptions. Do you get where I'm coming from? He had six for six. He's almost hit. I've not seen a stat where he's had like 10 targets and like three catches. That's like a, a any wide receiver that plays for the Patriots. That's not him. He is like a five for five, a six for six, an eight for like a an eight for 10 like type of guy. So his, when he gets those targets, which they're very high, he is catching them. He's almost the lead in all of his targets as well on the team. So I'm going to go Terry McLaurin once again, juiced. I get it. You might hear this because we're putting this out on Friday. We're recording a little early. If it's at five, try to like get it to five. So you get the push at least, but um, I really feel good about five, over four and a half juiced. If it's at five and a half, you might just want to take the parlay with the two. I wouldn't go any further because I was looking and there's several games where he only had five. So let's stick with four and a half. It might be frustrating shop around on books, but four and a half is what we're betting. Don't do the five and a half and then come back at me and say, what the heck? Because I did not bet that. Four I and might, a half. I might do that. Minus 160. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> That's my bet. There's there's ways of getting around that too. You can you can do like a, a juice same game parlay. It's complicated. I'm not gonna get into it, but you could just do like the forty or the the Washington Commanders to score three points and then his catches you can move the and line go, to like yeah. five. And that way you get what you want. It'd be like it's not adding any value, it's just so you can get the number that you want. Because um, by itself, it's not going to have an alternate receptions. Yeah. But if you do a same game parlay, you can get more options, especially on FanDuel. Yeah. Once again, we're not sponsored, but 
Yes, Tinsley's There's ways around it. it. There's ways around it. They move quick. I know Um, people get upset about like, hey, you put this out and that's not the number anymore. I get it. That's just the world we live in right now. And it moves quick. So I hope it's still there when everybody hears this. It's me. I'm the one getting upset. (laughs) I'm going to take this parlay on Saturday morning. Thank you. That's usually what he does. He's like, what the Kincaid has gone up three yards. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's what happened. All right. All right. To wrap up the parlay, I am taking Giants team total under 15 mm. and a half. Uh, oh, boys and girls, enough. ladies and gentlemen, I am sharp. You don't, you're not going to find a podcast giving out bets like this for a parlay. Here's the thing. The Giants have gone over 15 points two times all year. One time it was because they scored 16 points, and one time they scored 31 against the Cardinals. Here's, here's the Thank thing. You. They're playing a top-five defense in the Dallas Cowboys, who they've already played this year. Let me do the calculations for you. That final score was 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing. The Is zero less than 15 and a half? Slightly by a couple. Okay. Um, the Giants in that game had their starting quarterback, had their starting wide receiver, had their starting offensive line, still scored zero on the Dallas Cowboys at home. Now, this is a team who is now on their third string quarterback, starting Tommy DeVito of Syracuse fame. He's not an NFL quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. He is a Malik Willis type. He is not going to have a job after this. He will be a practice squad guy the rest of his life. That sounds like a, a character from The Godfather, by the way. Tommy exactly. DeVito. <laughs> okay, go ahead. They also have their, their, their starting left tackle still out. The guy who replaced him is straight off the couch. Had not been playing in over a year in the NFL. He's had a few games back now, Justin Pugh. Their starting right tackle gets hurt. All they have is Barkley, is Shaquan Barkley. So I get it. It's an ugly total, 15 and a half. I know I screwed up his name. Everyone knows his name. <laughs> Shaquan Barkley is his name. Uh, Shaquan. Shaquan. Sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to talk fast here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 15 and a half points. They're not scoring. They're not scoring two touchdowns on the Under. Cowboys. You guys say under. (laughs) Under 15 and a half half points. (laughs) Okay, very good. Love it. Love it. Okay, I did the calculations. Plus 335, everyone. Mm. Plus 335. I already put money down on it. I I just did too. Yep. (laughs) We got to keep winning. You know, you you win a little bit every week. You keep stacking dubs, baby. All right. So that's that's a pod. That's a pod. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all of our fun social media interactions, pics, graphics. And make sure you check out our Monday episode of Messing Around Monday. We're going to be kicking off the Thanksgiving season. Heck yeah. I think we got a fun draft planned. We're going to do some more brainstorming on it, but we are excited to talk about food, which is in our wheelhouse much more than anything else in life. <laughs> That's accurate. So, True. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. And I can't wait to hit a second parlay with everyone. Let's go.